Hello there. Hello and welcome back to the DCOT Discast. I'm your host, Steve, and today is February 15th, 2023. I want to give a nice shout out as a happy anniversary to my loving parents. Happy anniversary, you two. Today we are talking about our Tron preview. A Disney Spring store closes today. Costumes at Toontown in Disneyland. A Disney video game release and more. The store at Disney Springs is closing. The Yug store's final day of operation is today, Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. The store is located in the covered section of Town Center. It originally opened with the Disney Springs expansion in 2016. A whole bunch of Discasts back, I mentioned the new Disney Dining promo card. The Disney Dining promo card will be available for arrivals between June 25th and September 14th, 2023. The offer will be available to guests through March 27th, 2023. The offer is available for a minimum four-night length of stay with a four-day theme park ticket. The value of the digital card is determined by the Disney Resort Hotel and length of stay. The value is not related to the number of guests on the hotel reservation. There will be only one Disney Dining promo card per room. The Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios is back at full capacity after months of refurbishment. So we're hoping that the wait time is going to be going low, 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 low and dropping fast like you would in the elevator in the Tower of Terror. Here at Disney has a new game coming out on the Switch called Disney Illusion Island and it looks like so much fun. My family and I love sitting together and conquering games like Mario 3D World, Kirby, and more. Disney Illusion Island will be available on the Nintendo Switch on July 28th, 2023. It is now available for pre-order. You bet your bottom dollar that I got that pre-order in. This is a local cooperative 2D adventure platformer made by Disney Games in collaboration with Dala Studios. Here's how Disney Parks Blog describes the gameplay. Players can fly solo or team up with up to three friends as a Fab Four in local co-op and travel to the beauty yet mysterious island of Manoth to retrieve three missing magical books that protect the island. Work together as you run, swim, swing, and jump your way through Monoth and discover rich biomes and never-before-seen environments. Unique team skills such as rope drop, leapfrog, and a heart health gifting hug go a long way to help players save the island of Monoth. A recent merchandise collection celebrates, you guessed it, well, maybe you didn't guess it, I don't know, but <laughs> Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. He's the first cartoon mascot created by Walt Disney. The entire collection is pretty cool. In the collection, you can find an Oswald long sleeve t-shirt for adults for $44.99. For some classic Oswald art, check out the Oswald Lucky Rabbit Rival Romeo's tote bag. The design comes from a short wall created in 1928. As a mug collector, and I'm a big mug collector as you know, there is an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit Walt Disney Studios mug. Oswald is bursting from the center of the Walt Disney Studios logo on the front with a matching design on the back. This mug is available for $19.99. And get this, there are Oswald ears. That's right. The Oswald the Lucky Rabbit ear headband is $34.99, and it's not often you can find non-mini ears in the parks. So, the question is begged to be asked, are you going to get any Oswald merch? Well, here's some good news. If you're not going to be in the parks, 
go check out Shop Disney, do a search for Oswald, and you'll find that some of this merch you can buy online. Over on the West Coast, the finale of World of Color 1 at Disney California Adventure has been updated because guests weren't sure when exactly the show ended. So, what does that mean? Okay, well, the new ending has been tightened up to lessen the confusion. So, what was the confusion? Well, the original ending confused guests. There was a long pause after the line, No matter who you are or where you're from, you have the power to make a difference. It just takes one. And because of that pause, many thought it ended there and would start clapping and applauding and then leave. <laughs> so the pause has been significantly shortened before Walt Disney appears again saying, I just want to leave you with this thought. It's just been a sort of dress rehearsal. We're just getting started. I think that's funny. So the people, the guests thought that the show was over when in fact it was a dramatic pause, but the dramatic pause was a little bit too long. Uh, I will be putting the updated version of this show in the jukebox this week. So be on the lookout for that announcement. Disneyland Resort has confirmed that due to issues with construction related to recent winter storms, the reopening of Mickey's Toontown has been pushed back by nearly two weeks. Quote, due to heavy winter storms that impacted our construction momentum, we are adjusting the reopening date of Mickey's Toontown to March 19th, and quote, Disneyland told the Orange County Register. Quote, we can't wait for our guests to visit and experience the reimagined land, end quote. Speaking of Toontown, Disney has announced costumes. <laughs> Get it? Costumes? Costumes. Toontown? Okay, anyway. These are the costumes that the cast members wear in this part of the Disneyland Park. The mix and match costumes feature breathable fabrics, inclusive sizing, and optional accessories that allow cast members to showcase their personalities. Quote, everyone has different preferences in what they wear and what makes them feel confident, end quote, said Tyler Gerdner, an entertainment character host who had the opportunity to be involved in the costume development. Quote, having different pieces for different body types and different personalities is a really cool step forward, end quote. Go online, look at the Disney Parks blog. They have pictures of these costumes. They're really colorful, very whimsical, and I really, I really like them. So good job with your costumes. Our next segment focuses on dumb people at Disney. Okay, this should be interesting. We all love clout chasers, right? Clout chasers are the people that go to Disney and they go out of their way to do something that's not normal. And just for the mere fact to getting views and likes on social media. So clout chasers are the best ones to watch on social media, especially TikTok. I hear this one. First up, a woman rode the Incredicoaster eating a bread bowl. I'm serious. Food isn't allowed on rides, but this guest managed to sneak it on. If you watch the video, this woman has a bread bowl and I guess her husband or someone that she's with is holding the camera. First of all, I wouldn't do that. I would be very scared that my phone's gonna fly out of my hands. But he's holding the camera, taking a video of her eating a bread bowl, and part of the food is flying out of her, like it almost flies out of her mouth. Think about that too. That's just something that's flying into the air. It's gonna land, I mean, it's bread, so it's probably not gonna cause too much damage. But imagine trying to chew a bread bowl, which is gonna be dry. Oh, 
depending on what's inside of it, but you can very easily choke on something like this. Imagine chewing and swallowing as you're going upside down. I just, I really don't understand people. The next one was on Splash Mountain. Um, of course, the Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom is closed, so this was Splash Mountain at Disneyland. A dipstick dunks his empty water bottle into the Splash Mountain water while on the ride and drinks it, saying, quote, literally, I'm so thirsty, end quote. Obviously, I don't recommend doing either of these activities, because like I said, you could choke on the food while riding a roller coaster, and you don't know what is in that water in Splash Mountain. There could be dangerous chemicals, maybe even human ashes that are people sometimes scatter in Disneyland attractions. And talking about the water, when Splash Mountain closed at Magic Kingdom, there were people online selling Splash Mountain water. Of course, it could have just been tap water that they say, how are you gonna know? It could have been tap water that they're saying it's from Splash Mountain, but never drink the water from the attractions. And that's dumb people at Disney. Disney 100 is adding a lifelike hologram of Walt Disney himself. Despite the man being dead nearly 60 years at the Disney 100, the exhibition at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. This is according to the New York Times, quote, the Walt Disney Company used archival video and artificial intelligence tools, I'm sorry, artificial intelligence tools to create a lifelike hologram of its founder, a full-size digital avatar that speaks in Walt's voice and appears as part of interactive exhibitions of Disney artwork, props, and costumes that will tour the globe until at least 2028, end quote. The hologram will be located at the exhibit's entrance. Rumor has it that the AI that powers this hologram will become sentient and badmouth Disney's leadership. Walt will no longer be, quote, rolling in his grave. This past Monday, I went to the Tron preview with Michelle, my brother-in-law, and another buddy. We dropped the kids off at school and then drove over to the Transportation and Ticket Center where Michelle had to check in to the event. We received white Tron wristbands and then took the ferry over to Magic Kingdom. There was a special event entrance and all we had to do was show our wristbands to enter. We walked directly over to Tron and they had the famous bushes set up so guests not entering the preview could not see through and what was beyond the bush. We had to once again show our wristbands to gain entrance. The walk to even get to the queue was extremely long. It almost seemed ridiculous, but I can see Disney using the space for the extra long queue that is most likely going to happen due to the popularity of the attraction. Majority of this walk was under the canopy, which is cool to see the other riders scream as they get launched. Also, we weren't able to see the colorful canopy that I've seen all over social media and all the videos being posted. It looks really cool and it dances to the cue music. But at some point, I'm sure I'll make my way over to Magic Kingdom at night to check it out. So once we got into the queue, it was only a 15 minute wait. They have lockers where you can put your valuables in and then retrieve them after the ride. There was a brief pre-show where it looks like you're in an elevator, but all it does is some sounds and light flickering, some narration, and then it shows other people getting launched into the grid. Then after that little pre-show, you take the stairs down into the main queue, like the loading uh, area, 
It's a very high ceiling. Seems like a waste of space to me, but I guess that's what they had to use anyway for the rest of the ride, for the ride building. But um, now onto the actual ride itself. The vehicles are comfortable. Uh, I'm six foot one, a little chunky, and I didn't have any problems. But I heard once you start getting into the six foot four, six foot five, and above, you know, there might be some discomfort. The handlebars are very aggressive when it comes to the sharpness of it. I felt like, or, or like the texture, I felt like I was gripping diamonds. Completely unnecessary, because it's not like I'm slipping off of the ride if I let go of the handlebars. There's uh, also two sets of the handlebars, one for taller riders and one for shorter riders. So if you're taller, you're going to grab the handlebars that are furthest away from you, and if you're shorter, the ones that are closer to you. So now it was time for takeoff. This was a really great feeling. It's similar to rock and roller coaster, but you're riding a bike. It is com it's a completely different experience, but it was all downhill from there. All right, I I'm sorry to say that, because after you launch, you head up into the canopy where onlookers can enjoy looking at your face as you scream in excitement. And after twisting and turning around in the canopy, you enter the building and it turns into a dark ride, very similar to Rock and Roller Coaster or Space Mountain. Inside, you're racing against Team Orange, which is the uh, computer, I think, or something. And by the way, you're Team Blue going against Team Orange. Um, you win, of course, and then are brought to a slow stop and you go around a corner and then you exit the ride vehicle. The ride length is roughly 40 seconds long, so be prepared for a very short ride experience. For reference to other rides that do have a launch system, Hagrid's uh, at Universal is 5,053 feet. That's how much track there is. The Velocicoaster is 4,700 feet, and Tron is 3,169.3 feet. Overall, it's a do-at-least-once attraction. I asked my ride companions on a scale of one to five how they thought it was. My brother-in-law gave it a two and my buddy gave it a three. I ranked it a three, so that gives it an overall score of 2.6. Not too, not too good. I also compared this ride to Hagrid's over at Universal because Hagrid's, Hagrid's blows this out of the water. And the reason why I'm comparing the two is because it's a similar bike riding experience. I know Hagrid's is completely outside and where Tron is inside and mostly i'm um, mostly inside and some outside but it's just the way hagrid's was done the way it sounds like you're on the motorcycle it, it's it's a way better ride now if you were to ask me if i were to do this ride again no, i really don't need to uh, I, I don't care to uh, comparing it to guardians of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy is a better ride and a better experience from beginning to end but guardians of the galaxy still makes my stomach queasy even the second time I rode it, when I knew what to expect on the ride, I still was a little queasy, whereas Tron's a very relaxing ride, nothing too scary, your stomach doesn't go like up and down, make it woozy or anything like that. It's a very smooth ride. Like I said, overall, out of a scale of 1 to 5, it's a 2.6, and um, if you can get there for cast member previews are still out there, annual pass holders coming up soon, and I think DVC as well. And once it opens up to the public, share the comments, uh, share your comments below on whether or not you're excited to try out the Tron Light Cycle Run. Well, that's it for today's DCOT Discast. Thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you more in a couple days. Thank you! <laughs>